0: Welcome into the Ball Bros Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Sandy. I'm Nick. Bringing you some sports and some nonsense.
1: Who's ready for some football? Let's ride. Welcome in guys. Who's ready for some Thursday night football? Me. Cannot wait. Rams versus Bills in LA. Super Bowl champions taking on the AFC division round losers from last year bills that whole 13 seconds 13 seconds they deserve to lose no doubt about that over time or not but you know they're coming with a fury this year i'm just
2: ecstatic we got the nfl back that's as much as i can ask for this time of year
1: we're all
0: we're all super excited for it and i think the bills are kind of everybody's favorite team this year i've seen like everybody hyping them up deservedly so but Right, they
1: got to get over the hump. This could be a literal storybook kind of season for both of these teams. They play the first game of the year, and they may potentially be playing the last game of the year. That's a good point. Good odds for it, though. I mean, let's be honest,
2: if you're the Rams, you don't really
1: lose a ton. And if you're the Bills, you literally don't lose anything. Right, and they gain one of the best players from the Rams in Von Miller. Mm.
0: Yeah. That's going to be big for them. Over
1: under a 52. That's a crazy number, and,
2: and honestly, you know, I looking at it, we, you know, we're going to get to our predictions in a second. But uh, all of us ended up going over the, you know, the over. I just don't see that game getting, you know, combined under fifty two.
1: Do you think both these teams cover the spread two and a half, Jake? Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. I agree. What are your all score predictions? What are you thinking?
0: Yeah, so. I'm going 34 to 31 Rams. I'll um, go
1: I'll go 31 27. I got 41 to 37 the Bills. Dang. Nick your Bills.
0: You're yeah. going Bills as well? Yeah. What so did I say? Two. You oh, oh, you said it.
1: you picked the Rams, yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, I I'm thought the, you had the Bills. No, so we almost went please oh, wow. late. But
0: I mean, in this game can go either way. It is in LA, so I like that a little bit for the Rams. I just I don't know. I just I like them a little bit more.
2: The Bills just I feel like are gonna be on that mission, especially you know, week one it's a wash. No one really cares that much about who wins the game. They just wanna see some football and and put up a lot of points, which I do see that being a huge potential for. You have two really great offenses that are about to take the field and you know, two respectable defenses as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but early on, I think the biggest thing for the NFL is it's rare that your defense is going to be showing up week one and taking over. You know, that's usually something they have to get in
1: the rhythm of. I think it'll be the opposite. Yeah. I think it'll be the offense yeah, that is slow coming out.
0: I'm I'm kind of in agreement to that. And it, it, that 52 is so tricky because it tempts you to take it so much because you're like, these are two great offenses. It's going to be a shootout. But what right. if it's not? I mean, look at the Super Bowl. Like, that wasn't really a shootout at any point. So...
1: Yeah, my best guess for this game is it's going to end up coming down to the fourth quarter, and both teams may be 17-14, mm-hmm. four scoring drives from both teams, and there we are. Right. Big game. I'm in agreement on it's going to come down to the fourth quarter,
2: it's going to come down to that final drive. Here's right. what's going to happen. The Rams are going to be leading 37-34, to 34, and rather than a field goal to win it, Josh Allen is going to be the guy. He's going to lead that team downfield late in the game. He's going to take over. And that's where it's going to come. You know, that's going to be my final score: that forty-one to thirty-seven. Do you
1: think he's going to run for a touchdown? Mm. Scramble. I,
2: I could see it. There's probably a likelihood of it. Yeah. Is he going to slip and be short? That's also a possibility. We've seen I, I it. Don't know. I that don't know single-handedly
1: that. ruined me in one week last year <laughs> in my fantasy league. Oh yeah, the number one quarterback didn't ruin you. You could take yeah. the. You could take a couple of L's. <laughs> oh yeah, and I did. I did that week all because of that. Well, there we go. Do you guys want to talk about our starts of the week? I would love that, honestly. Absolutely. All right, who wants to go first? How about you, Jake?
0: Yeah. So, um, first start of the week is going to be Trey Lance um, going up to just against an abysmal Chicago Bears team that we think is probably going to be you know bottom of the pack in the NFL. We're gonna, we're I think we're gonna see you know he's been kind of a, a top pick for a breakout for a lot of people this year, so I think he goes in there and just dominates.
2: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, it's going to be a big test. We're going to see this man get his first true opportunity as the you know main guy there. And, you know, that is a good matchup for him. You know, does he come out of that looking like an MVP? Probably not. But I think coming out of that game, he's going to definitely make his name and, you know, show why he was chosen as the, you know, quarterback one for them.
1: In the three games that he actually got a lot of playing time for him last year, he had seven carries, 16 carries, and eight carries. Mm. This is the kind of guy that's going to hurt you on his legs, and he's going to be great for fantasy. Yeah. And if he can really put it together in the air, this is a MVP-level talent. You know, this is somebody like Mahomes. This is what mm. they
2: were looking for. But, and honestly, it's kind of rare, you know, just kind of to take a step back there. You said like an MVP type of player. Right. Ooh. I can't remember the last time we've talked about a guy who really has never gotten his chance to shine that we're literally throwing him out in that spotlight, yeah. but well, COVID, because. COVID
1: threw this man's career, you right. know, all over the place. I mean, and especially the small school he was at, I mean, this it was crazy that he even went third. Well, and, yeah. and to
0: that point he's expected maybe not to be, you know, an MVP every year type of player, but if you get drafted third overall, I mean, your expectation has to be an all and Hall Hall of Pro Famer. Level. You're hoping you're getting yeah. a Hall of him
1: and guy here. Yep. But he is 6'4", Man, He's, he's four. a big body. People like, I I used to think before I really saw him in the NFL, like, oh, he's got to be small like Kyler. Mm-hmm. No. no. He's oh. big.
2: Yeah. He's got a lot of Cam Newton, I think, to him.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, I think he might have throw. a
0: better arm. And the only thing I'm kind of worried about is, you know, Kittle's up in the air right now. So with that, is that going to be his security blanket throwing-wise? Mm -hmm. Um, that just everything he
1: just dumps down to him. I think Debo Samuel's going to make a lot of money on incentives Hmm. if George Kittle (laughs) is out because they're going to be running the ball a lot too. They're going to need to use him all over the field. This was kind of a late
2: pick for me and and kind of to touch on that, you know, you want to talk about a guy who's going to be a security blanket. I, I really like Michael Pittman. And honestly, for week one and week two, You know, that's one of the best opening starts you can have as a wide receiver. You're going to go up against Houston week one and then turn around and get Jacksonville week two. You're going to get your opportunities very early on with Matt Ryan, and and I think he's going to definitely flourish in there. He's going to be a guy probably after week two, you'll look at uh, Michael Pittman being a top five receiver.
1: Absolutely, and Michael Pittman has a big body. You know that Matt Ryan's going to target his number one. He has a history of doing it. What it's really going to come down to is Michael Pittman. Is he going to put it over the top? Get What if he gets mm. 12 touchdowns? You know, not a lot of Matt Ryan wide receivers besides maybe Calvin Ridley. Look at what Kyle Pitts did last year. Mm. One touchdown mm. all season. Right. You know, that's the only fear with Pittman. But at the same time, if Pittman is able to get, you know, 10 touchdowns, right, he's going to end up being a top, you know, maybe five wide receiver, especially if he gets 170 targets too.
0: He's going to be scary. And I think the Colts are – are going to want to prove that they, they made the right investment with Matt Ryan. So I think they're going to come out here and and pretty handily beat Houston. I think Pittman should benefit from that.
2: Like I said, it's pretty much a week one and two prediction almost at that point. you know, yeah. Back-to-back matchups that you have every opportunity in the world to really put your
1: foot down and say, hey, we are the ones that are going to win this division. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My, fu- my star of the week for week one is Mike Evans. I'm super excited and looking at him playing Dallas, and he's going to be covered by Trayvon Diggs. That's where I'm going to start. And <laughs> Ooh, we're going into – you know, everybody has – it's been nothing but bad news about the Bucks all off season, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Offensive from the weird – Look at Tom Brady's face right now. Okay.
2: We, we could thin. talk about that in its own segment right there. But, you know, I agree. The Bucks yeah. have been the
1: weirdest storyline for their offense during the off season, And it's going to be a Sunday night football game against Dallas, who ranked 24th against wide receivers mm. last year. I, I love does. Mike Evans.
0: And I mean, with Godwin, it says he's healthy. I think he'll still be maybe 90, 90, 95%. So I don't think he's all the way back there. And Julio, we don't know yet. So I right. think Mike Evans sees a lot of touches per usual. Who's your next guy? So my next guy, we're going to go with Alan Robinson's coming up on Thursday. So we'll do a little Thursday special for you all. Um, you know, A Rob, as we've already talked about, what's kind of going to go on with the Rams and the Bills? No Van Jefferson for this game, so he's going to be a clear number two. He's not going to have White most likely shadowing him the whole game. Right. Um, I I
1: love him this week. Exactly. And this is the type of thing that uh, Sean McVay was looking forward to. Week one, you got your six foot two Allen uh, Allen Robinson, your six foot two Cooper Cup out there. Super athletes. Both these guys are equally talented. Mm. I mean, Robert Woods, I think, was always a step below Cooper Cup. Right. And now you get this guy. You don't get an old OBJ. Wow.
2: Not to mention, you know, there's a lot of question marks with that backfield. So, you know, much like last year, you're definitely going to lean heavily more on the passing game, especially early on. I think that those first couple games will really dictate how they truly use the running game. And, you know, I think they'll definitely try to get it going. But at the end of the day, the bread and butter for the, you know, Los Angeles Rams is going to be going through the air. And I agree, you know, Allen Robinson is a good fit for them to go along with Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson over under 65 yards this week. Mm. I'd say he could, he has very much potential to go over. Realistically, I would probably take the under just because, I, you know, Cooper is going to be the guy getting the majority of the balls week one. That's a good
0: line. I would, I will go slightly over. But I, I realistically am looking for, like, five catches, 60, 70 yards. And, and then if he, and if he gets the touchdown, that takes him into the 18, 20-point category, and we're happy with that.
2: Oh, everybody would love that. I mean, that would immediately boost him up and already make you you know, absolutely salivate over the pick that you took him at.
1: Right. I'm going to take the over as well. All right. Who's next? Who- Ooh. Sandy?
2: On this one, I, it, this also goes back to my first take. I like the early matchups that we see. And for Kareem Hunt, I think that's going to be a big opportunity for him. You know, assuming that the offense does revolve a little bit more on the running game, and we know what Nick Chubb's going to do. It's just with Kareem Hunt, he's going to have to be that checkdown guy in the passing game mm. for Jacoby Brissett. You know, I think early on, the Cleveland Browns will have to use the running game to be successful.
1: Absolutely, they're going to have to lean on Chubb and Hunt at the beginning of the year, and I think they're okay with doing that. Because they've done it for the last two years. Yeah. You know, and when Kareem Hunt was healthy last year, he was top 10. He was top eight. And then he gets hurt, <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, okay, whatever. He's old. He wants to He wants to trade anyway. They're going to use him. They didn't trade him away. They. There are other teams that could have used a running back. Right. And this is the time, you know, especially against Carolina week one. I think they're in Carolina, right? They are. Yeah. yeah. At
2: Carolina against Baker Mayfield. Baker's going to come out. You know, hot in all honesty, I probably do see Carolina winning that game. I can see that. But, you know, that's not gonna take away from what these running backs are gonna do for Cleveland. Yeah.
0: yeah. I like Hunt a lot. I mean, I think like you said, he's gonna get a lot of of check down work. Like we all expect, mm-hmm. you know, Chubb to just rush a ton with how bad this offense right. is gonna be, but he's gonna need he's gonna need a break sometimes and that's where Hunt's gonna come in. And all you're hoping for with Hunt is he catches a touchdown pass.
1: What's a good line for Hunt? Do you think he might go for thirty and thirty?
0: That's what I was. Gonna, I was going to say like thirty to forty rushing yards, maybe four catches for thirty yards, and you hope he gets a touchdown. Right,
2: yeah. and I would take that every day of the yeah, week. Absolutely,
0: exactly. For where, for where you're probably drafted him, yeah, you're going to take that.
1: My next guy or my start of the week at running back, Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Is that too easy against Atlanta?
2: Oh, yes. Man, that's <laughs> anybody
1: that has Atlanta
2: on their schedule, you, you want to start them. It's just it's too tempting. But also especially Alvin Kamara. You know, I love it.
1: Last year against Atlanta, he had 20 points. And then I think he had he had 18 points. The year before that, 10 points, 17 points. He's always consistent against them. I'm looking I was looking for that six touchdown game. I forgot <laughs> that was against Minnesota. But to be honest, first week of the season against a division opponent this is the type of and what if michael thomas doesn't play Mm. Camaro's gonna get at least 11 targets 12 targets 10 carries 12 carries he's gonna get you know plenty of involvement around the goal line he'll he's definitely gonna be safe and we all know how talented he is
0: yeah i think even if if michael thomas does play he's still gonna get the targets he needs and i just i just see him getting almost all the goal line work
1: yeah he needs to who else i mean do they still have Mark, Mark Ingram, in Ingram?
0: Yeah, they yeah. just resigned, but it's like Whew. he's he's not what he was, you know, five years ago when he was there, and they had that one-two punch. That's yeah, just not nice. the case anymore,
1: right? All right, Jake, who's your next guy? Yeah, last guy
0: I'm going with is Hunter Renfro. Um, they're going up against the Chargers. This should be an absolute shootout. Yeah, it should be a barn burner. And we're seeing right now, J.C. Jackson might not play in his debut. Mm. And I think that is that would be huge for Renfro because I think at that point, Asante Samuel is going to kind of cover Adams the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then Henry Renfro is just going to feast in the slot. I mean,
2: his footwork is impeccable, and that's what I think is his big advantage because you get him in the red zone. Yeah, you have Devontae Adams on the other end, but mm. that's, that doesn't take away from what Renfro offers
1: you in that short – you know yardage that you need exactly and Derwin James plays for the Chargers and we already know how he feels about Hunter Renfro right
2: Mm. he's widely respected I mean if you were to come out of week one with Hunter Renfro and he gets you I think you know similar to what we talked about Alan Robinson I'd say over under maybe 60 yards I wouldn't even
1: put the number that high I would go under 60 for sure I would go I'd put the number about like 45 and I mean, Over he he high.
0: caught nine touchdowns this year. That might come down a little bit with Adams there, maybe in Got that to. seven, you know, seven range, but he's not really going to be relying on touchdowns. He's a slot guy. I think he's going to be that five to six catches every single game
1: for 50 yards. A hundred, 103 receptions, 1,038 <laughs> yards, averaging 10.8 yards a catch. Mm. I think that number will come down, unfortunately, mm. as well. And then you're going to end up getting a guy who's not wide receiver 11. No. I mean, give mm-hmm. us, I don't think a we're expecting that. No. We've also seen Mike Davis finish at running back 12. So mm-hmm. it's all about how does it feel right. with right. Renfro this year? If he finishes as like a wide receiver 15, you'll be happy. You're still this happy week, He's going to be good.
2: nobody reached on him. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to reach on Hunter Renfro. And I think right. that was very clear. And at this point, like you said, he's you know, so that's, solid, though. it's he's very solid. fitting. You're going to be fine with that production You maybe not want to start him every week, but, again, it's a matchup-based type of guy. And Mm -hmm. if the matchup looks good, you like it. You know, you do want to get a guy like that because it's consistency.
1: If he goes five for 40 every week and gets a touchdown or two every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: nice. That's
2: a
1: flex start every
2: week. Sandy. For me, and someone made a comment earlier, I think it was Jake, you know, with Patty Mahomes going into this week one, he really didn't talk about, you know, any main specific target that he's looking at. But I still do like Juju this week. I think a revitalized offense that you're to see him in, you know he's going to have the first opportunity in his career to have an elite quarterback mm-hmm. in their prime. Yep. And mm-hmm. early on, I love you know, the first couple matchups are, are going to be high scoring. I think the Cardinals, you know when they play them, you'll see that getting to you know, both teams probably get in the 30s. That's
0: projected the high scoring game. This of week one is Makes this sense. game right here. So yeah. I, I like what you're saying in that. Like I said, he doesn't say he's going to have a true wide receiver one, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Smith
1: Schuster won't score like 10 to 12 points every week. Yeah, and that des- and it definitely doesn't mean that Clyde, McKinnon, Pachero, Ronald Jones are gonna lead the offense mm-hmm. and touches mm-hmm. either. The ball the ball's gonna have to go somewhere. Yeah, the ball's gonna fly. And it can't, all-, and it can't all go to Kelsey. Kelsey's gonna be great every <laughs> single week.
2: <laughs> the thing is what Patty Mahomes gonna be doing and-, and why he says that is because he clearly doesn't have a true wide receiver yeah. one. You know, outside of Kelsey, who is he gonna throw? And the none ball of these to? guys are Tyreek. He knows that. We Juju all, has the most history. We yeah. all know Juju has the most potential out of those guys in the core. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to come in with some fire in him. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, he comes in his rookie year. He does have a really great year. And then he falls off. I think people looked at him. And and to be honest, I think he got the benefit of letting Big Ben shoulder the blame for that. Mm. And he also did have zone injury problems. So this, like I said, it's going to be his first opportunity to really play with that elite quarterback. And he's got the, you know, intangibles. He's got the build. He's the personality you want there. He's going to fit right in with Kansas City. And, you know, especially, like I said, with this being a high-scoring matchup yep. week one, I could see him coming out and scoring over 20.
1: Yeah, I think he might as well be a lock for at least 12 points this week. Yeah. I, I could I low. could easily see, like, like, six catches
0: for 70 yards.
2: I mean, right. I'm honestly saying a minimum of about 14 and a half is what I expect of Ooh. Ooh, that's, a, that's that's a heavy strong. take. That's strong.
0: And I'm okay. taking the over on that oh, there we personally. Go. There we go. That's strong.
1: All right. My last guy, we're gonna take it back around to the Bills in the Rams game. Start of the week. Gabe Davis. I love me some Gabe Davis. Only reason I'm saying this is because of course they're the Bills are paying attention to what you know the fans pay attention to and everybody loves Gabe Davis. Mm. Even Stephon Diggs just came out and said, yeah, "Start him." I saw that. Exactly. Like it has Why to give you he? all the confidence it's in the world. Be, <laughs> I mean, he's projected thirteen points this week. He has an over/under of fifty-six points on this on sleeper here, or fifty-six yards. I think he can definitely have more than that. Yeah, and especially. we we talked about a good matchup,
0: and mm-hmm. you know, Ramsey does he shadow Stephon Diggs the whole game? Probably. Yes. So then, you know, someone else has to get those touches, and it's probably going to be Davis.
1: (laughs) And it's going to be a high-scoring game, and we've already seen that when, you know, the chips come down to it, Allen's not afraid to throw him the ball in the end zone late in games, (laughs) and that's going to be helpful.
0: Maybe not four times, but you'll take one or two.
2: I would take one or two every week Uh, if it meant it. But I I see the upside for Gabe Davis, I agree. Week one, I'm kind of skeptical on how he'll really come out and play. I I think realistically – the 12 points would be about right. I don't mm-hmm. think he goes over that week 1. I think oh, he has he every potential. Yeah, unless unless he's out here getting at least four to five catches and a touchdown in there. I don't really see it. I think week 1 the main touchdown targets are going to go to Diggs and Knox and then, you know, Josh Allen with his legs.
1: Well, why don't we go ahead and talk about who you're going to sit this week, Sandy?
2: Ooh, for me, This has also been a name that I've talked about. I've really not liked him too much this year. He's still going to be a quality receiver, but Jerry Judy, you know, week one, it's kind of a shocker. You know, a lot of people probably expect him to have that potential to come out. You know, Russell Wilson is going to be firing on all cylinders against his old team. I don't think that that is the case here. I think Russell Wilson will have a good game, but I think those targets aren't going to be looking in the direction of Jerry Judy. I, like I said, I've just, I'm not been a big fan of, you know, what he has accomplished since being in
0: the league. And week one is not really going to help that cause. It's fair to be skeptical of skeptical of that whole team because we just don't know what that product is going to be. We, I, I think everyone likes them on paper. And the Seahawks aren't, actually aren't as bad defensively as we want to think. We just think they're a bad team, but it's mostly their offense. Their defense yeah. is still really solid. Yeah. That's what makes it tough to want to start him. You know, there's going to be a lot of guys. It's a lot of
2: question marks in that game, you know, on that offense. And early on, like you said, you know,
0: Seattle's no slouch on defense. They're still going to be like Sutton to be that guy. If Judy isn't week one or you do you think all of Broncos offense struggles? I think if anybody
1: will be that guy. It will be Sutton. I don't think Judy's going to step up in this game. If they hand the ball to Rashad Penny and 30 times (laughs) and Geno Smith is on the other side, they're going to. They might even lose the time of possession battle if Javante can't mm-hmm. get it going early, yeah. and that's what I'm worried about for the Broncos.
0: Yep, I completely
1: agree. What about? Into one of yours, Nick? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Russell Wilson is my sit of the week. You know, I didn't. I'm a Russell Wilson guy. I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson. But when I really was looking at the quarterbacks and the matchups, I like the revenge games. I like talking about games where it's like. What's the narrative behind this? Yeah, most people want to write off the Seahawks just because exactly. they don't have Russell Wilson. Exactly, this is going to end up being seventeen to fourteen <laughs> Broncos, and Russell Wilson will have eight fantasy points. Wow, that's Ooh, what, that's, that's, that's what my a guess. Tough
0: one. That's wild. I don't know yeah. if I would go that low, but
1: Cortland Court, Sutton can still go five for one hundred and two and mm-hmm. two touchdowns and be fine.
2: <laughs> that's what I think it yeah. happen. I agree. I mean, you're right, though. I mean, Russell Wilson isn't exactly the runner he used to be, so it's he's going to be banking mm. on the air. If mm. he throws
1: two touchdowns, throws a couple picks, maybe they strip him. You mm. know, who knows what <laughs> They're going to be upset with he them. They're going to be f- coming fumble. out with some fire. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The prediction you gave me, that is
2: believable, realistically. Mm-hmm. Do I want to say – that it would end up like that? No. I mean, I, I do see the Broncos Monday winning that Monday night football, oh, baby. That's true. This I've, is got night
0: first, I've got a lot of stock in the Broncos offense this year, so I hope you're wrong. But <laughs> I might have to start Trey Lance. I already said I'm going to start. So, <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I would start Lance over Russell Wilson. This would be a perfect – this is exactly where I would draw the line for Lance. Mm. Mm. Absolutely.
0: Going into my sets, and I think me and Nick kind of have a combined one here, but – I'm going with Achilles injury running backs. Yep. James Robinson and Cam Akers. We'll start with Robinson. Mm-hmm. I we've we've hyped up NTN this whole offseason. Um everyone loves him. They do there. And how does this dude Robinson make it back? We were like there's no way he's coming back for week 1. I think he's
1: definitely a dog. He's got to be a dog.
0: Yeah.
2: James Robinson's a guy you do want on your team. Yeah, obviously. But
1: you don't want to have to start him on your team. Yeah, I think Un- that's the point. He's, a pro- he's projected like four points this week. The Jaguars love him. They love having him on the team. Just as much as, you know, Bill O'Brien and who, mm. however many coaches we've seen love Carlos <laughs> Hyde. Mm. You know, that's exactly what it's going to be like this year. You're going to get another Carlos Hyde taking like eight carries a game, except uh-huh. now he's going to be named James Robinson.
0: Right. That's a really good, like, matchup. I like that there. And yeah. then the other guy, Cam Akers, you can talk about him a little bit here.
1: I just the Achilles we don't have, we've never seen anybody do it. Liz yeah. Frank, you know, that's what UTN had. Mm-hmm. We've seen people come back and be fine. Achilles? We, never.
0: We just haven't seen anything from Cam Akers. Yeah, and we they haven't has, seen it regardless. Definitely. And plus he he did come back last year at the end of the year after that the Achilles. Terrible. And I get it. It was in the playoffs against really good teams. Right. He averaged 2.6 yards per carry in the playoffs. Yeah, he was god-awful. That's awful. scary. We'll say that's just the rust
2: that was getting shaken off.
0: And you can say that. So maybe he takes it up to like three and a half to four, and that's still not what you're wanting out of right. – or you're expecting from his ADP. Right. Exactly. I mean,
2: I agree. Cam Akers, for me – is definitely a sit this week. There's no way that this man is going to come out. like, And if he does, I hope he proves me wrong. Yes, please but sit but back
1: and wait and watch. Do not – if you don't have to start him, please yeah, don't start him. Absolutely. He should definitely not be one of your top two running backs. And if he is, hopefully you were able to get Chase Edmonds or somebody else <laughs> late. <laughs> yep. yes. So go ahead and play them.
0: Sandy, who's, your, who's a set em
2: For me, a sit is Darnell Mooney mm. and – I really just don't like the Bears offense. <laughs> nobody There's, does. Nobody does. Right. And you talk about that gauntlet of an opening. You get San Francisco and then Green Bay back to back weeks.
1: Yeah, Obviously you, you're owned
2: by one. That's not you're not even <laughs> your own, you know, team basically in one of those. But the other, you get San Francisco. Again, you know, we're gonna talk about Trey Lance probably a lot here. And he's gonna come out, he's gonna do his thing. Defensively, the Niners are just miles ahead of what the offense of Chicago is. Mooney will probably still come out and get you, you know, an okay number if you want 10 points. Yeah. But if you're wanting to win your league, if you want to win your week one matchup, Darnell Mooney is not a guy I'm looking at.
1: This is the only one I disagree with you about. I like Mooney. I like him a lot this week. Cause Just because he's the only target there? And they're going to be down so early. And that's one of those things I think they're going to be okay with letting him go underneath. And I think they're Justin Fields is going to have to take something easy because it might be kind of frustrating. I mean, he early in the Fields
0: game Fields is going to be running for his life.
1: Byron so I, Pringle, I, who's going to start for him? Iroquois,
0: yeah, yeah. What's his name? Saint Brown, Ekwon, Equanimity. Ese Brown. Yeah. Let's just go with that. E <laughs> Brown and but I agree. Like like Fields is going to be running for his life. Can he can he find Mooney a couple times on those scrambles? Yeah, I think he I, could. If he can then you know, I agree with Christian you don't want to be starting him if you cannot if you absolutely have don't have exactly. to, you like, know. Maybe like he's I a flex said, play though. I agree. I do like Mooney. I don't
2: love
1: him, but it's just the first couple weeks I don't yeah. like him. There are some teams that probably had taken him in about the, like the 6 to 8 9 rounds, right? Yeah, so hopefully he's your too.
0: hopefully he's your flex, and if he mm, is, yeah. in,
1: ma- in deeper in deeper leagues, it probably is people's right. flex. But here's the number for you with Darnell Mooney: fifty-seven yards over under. I'm going over. I barely take the over, barely. <laughs> really, he might do it on two catches. Exactly. It would be <laughs> and
2: that and that wouldn't be what you're looking for. That's exactly. that's a borderline twelve. <laughs> yeah, not even twelve. Unless he seven, gets a touchdown. Like in, you're getting yeah. you're scraping the bottom of the barrel if you get that. And mm-hmm. that's
1: honestly what could happen. Yeah. I could totally see it. Yep. Uh who's my next guy? Oh. Tyree Kill? Mm. I Feel like I had to say that wow. one from the bushes. I was yeah. kinda scared. It's
2: yeah, kinda funny. We have another true. guy when it gets back around to me, but yeah, Tyree Kill. What
1: about him? He's on, he's playing the Patriots. Now I know this game is it's in Miami. So when it really comes down to it, new head coach, two attack of Iola, new jerseys, everything's exciting. What if they absolutely stink the bed? And that, I think they're going to stink the bed more than they're going to play well against Bill Belichick. You know, it's the first-time head coach against the greatest of all time. No, uh, no J.C. Jackson, though. Oh, I'm not even worried about that. I think when it comes down to it, they're going to look to take Tyreek Hill out of the game more than anybody else. I mean, that's going to be the main guy. I mean, there's a reason you pay him so much money. Highest paid receiver in the game, him and Devontae. Yeah, I mean, I agree with
2: that. It's a tough week. You know, Tyreek Hill's a must-start anyway. You I mean, kind of have to start him every to. week.
1: I think you have to start him, but I don't think going to play If you don't, don't
2: absolutely well. have to start him, I would also agree. But it's just you're not going to get nothing from him. You know, he's not going to put up your Amari Cooper, you know, five points. Well, on I, a I don't know. Zero. I kind of I, I
0: disagree. Like, I think – He's, he either some, gonna be, he's either going to be – he's either going to catch a couple big passes and just do what he does and runs for, you know, 90 yards, or he's going to do almost nothing.
1: He had he's going to catch some short unders. Let's go backwards last year. Week 18, one point. 16, three points. Week 13, four points. Yep. That could happen.
0: I think you can as well. Like – and you. Like we said, you kind of have to start him because he right. realistically went in the first two rounds of your league, unless you're in a really shallow league.
1: This isn't as much a sit as much as it's you're a fading him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you're just like, fading him. You're not. About, right. By the by the third quarter, he has zero catches, one mm. carry for minus two yards. You're gonna be <laughs> real upset. Oh my goodness,
2: that would be that. You're at that point, you're you're gonna be doing very poorly in Our your league. You're yeah, to probably to gonna time. sell your team. Oh, <laughs> if That yeah. happens. He might quit. That's just who, simply not going to happen.
1: Does Donald have him in Amish? No, I no. think.
2: Oh, Eddie's hmm. got him, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Eddie does have him. No, but I realistically, Tyree Kill again. He's not a guy that I'm looking at on the hot chart. I'm not going to say, oh, you must start him. But again, I don't. He's not a must start. Unless you absolutely,
0: of course, don't but have a deep roster, probably there probably is your wide receiver one. So you have to start him,
1: but Nick's saying fade him if you will. Yeah, if you can, I think it's hard. I mean, I don't. I I guess. Do you think we should fade his teammate? I think if you're gonna fade one guy on there, I think it's Jalen Waddle. <laughs> you two are that, we, we don't like match We don't even like
0: don't,
2: Miami. So do we? we hate Miami. I love Miami for Chase Edmonds, but <laughs> for Chase, <laughs> but Jalen <laughs> Waddle, and it, it's it's just a problem of. If Tyree Kill does happen to do the opposite of what you're thinking, then you're in trouble because if Waddle's not getting the looks, then it falls right into the same prediction we've heard time and time again this offseason is, is he going to be able to sustain what he did last year? I don't think so, at least not week one. And, you know, the Patriots, like you said, you know, you've given everything and you might have a little bias in there, you know. But realistically, it's still the Patriots. They're well coached. They have a good defensive core. And, again, we're we're dealing with the new Miami. We're not talking about the old Miami, but we're talking about a new Miami. Yeah. And they're going to want to make a statement, yes, but I don't think they're going to make a statement week one.
0: An improved uh, uh, offense. Actually, I do like the offense. It's going to be down to what, how Tua can deal. The funny thing is about these two, one of you all are going to be right and one's going to be wrong because exactly. somebody is going to get those and, touches. Or what if they both just have, like, seven catches for 70 yards? Mike Sikki. Both of these are <laughs> And guys, everyone was he's wrong. Gonna get, he's going to get, yes, you're right, he's going to get yeah. all the blocks. Yeah.
1: The yeah. thing oh, was, man.
2: both of our guys are not guys you want to really sit. They're just guys you want to fade.
1: They're not guys you're yeah, to you prioritize see, you're gonna this week. Yeah. And last year, I think in 12 targets, Waddle had nine catches, less than 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Patriots mm-hmm. in two games. First okay. game of the year and last game. He actually went five for 27 in the last game. So that's, yeah. that's brutal. I don't know if he's gonna be the guy you want to start against New England. So mm. definitely look elsewhere. Who's your last guy?
0: Yeah, my last guy is gonna be Josh Jacob. I'm I'm just Yup. I'm just a little scared of him. Mm. I mean, all the reports mm. coming out were they don't they don't seem to be in love with him. He's only twenty-four years old. This right. is a
2: guy you don't really care about. And I hate to say it that way. If you're the Raiders, you're just gonna give him the ball, you're gonna let him run. But you're not worried about his future. You're not going to be concerned if he really does have a great year. You obviously would like it, but you're not concerned. You know, they're more worried about the future. I think they've got they've seen the writing on the wall. They think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Mm. Realistically, that's a very tough division. And they're going to be trying to prioritize the pass game. So I agree. You know, Josh Jacobs isn't a bad guy. He's not a guy that I would, you know, sit. But, again, he just falls into that fade. You know, you don't want to have to rely on him to be your RB1 or 2.
1: Right. Flex at best. Yeah. The yeah. unfortunate thing about this game is Amir Abdullah is probably going to end up being their RB1. And then you're really, I think halfway through the year, we're going to have to look at it seriously like, Zamir White, is that who they want? Or do they want Josh Jacobs? Because one of those guys is going to get snaps over the other. I think Zamir White is a going to be
0: a better pass catching option. Um, and that's crazy because we've seen Jacobs do it. Yeah, too. they it just don't throw it. It's to not him. like Jacobs is like a bum or anything. Like I said, he's twenty four. He was drafted in a premium spot. Yes, for a running back, and he's had two top fifteen back to back
1: years. He's always consistent.
0: It's just they don't seem to be in love with him. They're going to pass a ton, and this the Chargers' defensive line is absolutely stacked.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a tough game for them in terms of even getting either of those guys on the field. That's why I think Abdullah will be low-key kind of a sleeper. Mm. He might get 15, 22 points.
2: I'm going to say, speaking of which, I'm probably going to go ahead and put an over-under bet on under 50 yards. That's a pretty pretty easy number. For who, Jacobs? For Jacobs. I
0: like that because I think – are we going all purpose or just rushing? Just yards? rushing under uh, fifty rushing under yards. yards. I'm going under. Yeah. He might he might poach like a goal line touchdown, which I think he probably does, and he might catch a couple passes.
1: But he could go 13 for 33, and then that's all they do in the running game right. because they're playing the Chargers. That's, yep, and absolutely. What is Josh Allen two or Josh Herbert Justin Herbert, 283 yards over under? Wow, <laughs> oh my, mm. that's scary. <sighs> oh, that's exciting. That's my Amish quarterback. I'm very <laughs> happy. <laughs> Who's the Who's the last guy? Is that done? Are we done with our sits of the week?
2: It looks like oh, it. I think you both talked about the, the same guy,
1: and I think that's what kind of convinced yeah, it. Acres. Yeah.
2: I say we talk about sleepers. I'll start with Ramondre. I love me some Ramondre. Ramondre.
1: Ramondre.
2: He kind of fell to me. In the same round, Damian Harris was picked. I got Ramondre about four picks later, and I said I love it because I I saw a report today. Yep. <laughs> They're, they're wanting to use him as a little Alvin Kamara type of back. Wait, they want to use him like who? You know who, Mr. Kamara.
0: <laughs> let, let, let's pump <laughs> that know? talk a little bit. Uh, I, I do like Ramondre, though. They want he, to let's use Let's pump him. the talk a little bit. They want to use him. They
2: want to use him like, them. like that. I just don't That's all I got to hear. For that's all I got to hear. Both of
1: these guys have a real slippery running style, and that's the thing I love about them both, but I don't think it's going to – because Damian Harris is probably – requiring more touches than Mark Ingram did even in Kamara's rookie year. Right, And that's the issue. I think they're both going to split time. It's just a matter of drives. But as sleeper-wise, I think this is the kind of game where they end up running the ball a lot, mm. keeping the ball out of Miami's hands. That's another reason why I didn't like Tyreek very much. And then Ramondre might finish with two touchdowns, 100 yards. And what if he does catch five passes?
0: Well, I think, like, with this game, I think there will be – I want to say guaranteed two rushing touchdowns for the Patriots, and Ramondre is going to get at least one. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's like like the, probably Damien will get one. Ramondre going, Mike Jones, Mike, Mike Jones might just like scramble one in. Fifty
1: percent of the time he got the ball inside the five last year, he scored it. It's touchdown. going to be running. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's
0: going to be rushing touchdowns. So you're hoping that Ramondre gets one, catches a couple passes, yep. and rushes for 50 yards, and then you have a great week. What was your other
1: one, Nick?
2: You got a couple more on here.
1: Uh, Well, I also wanted to go with Isaiah McKenzie in terms of talking about the Thursday night game, but he's kind of been dealing with a little bit of an injury bug, but I still think that he could have a big enough role in the offense where if he gets five touches, they're all going to be so valuable, maybe in the red zone, getting them wide open, trying to get big plays out of them, and really trying to take the top off the defense. If he gets maybe 10 snaps, I think he's going to be in position to score like two or three times, and that's a guy. If you're playing like DFS, stuff like that, Mm. that's going to be great.
0: Yeah. The thing I like about McKenzie is where Gabe Davis is going to have to be the second wide receiver in that offense. Um, So, And think about how many slot touches are missing from last year. You don't have Cole Beasley anymore. There's no Emmanuel Sanders anymore. So, like, targets. Yeah. So it's like there's going to be a ton of targets, and who's going to get them? It's probably going to be McKenzie.
1: And it's McKenzie almost and too easy. D. It's too easy to look at McKenzie's stats in every game that he actually you know gets a significant amount of playing time. He is a stud. Last year, the one game that he actually got the chance, he played 85% of the snaps, 29 fantasy points, 11 that's, that's for 125 and a touchdown. And he got a carry. I know he lost a yard, but. You know, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine carries last year. Go ahead and tell me he gets 30 carries and plays a little bit more like a, you know, a Percy Harvin role. You're going to be, I mean, that's going to be awesome, especially in week one.
0: Yeah, I think you're happy with him even replicating Cole Beasley. I mean, he was literally eight to ten points every single week. And I think he's shiftier. Yeah, and I think he's he's younger, and he's, at this point, for where you're getting him, borderline undrafted in a lot of leagues or in Dynasty, you're going to pick him up off the waivers earlier this week. Yep. Then I, that's I, a really I, nice sleeper. I hmm. had
1: him and dropped him four times this yeah. summer. Who's your uh, sleeper this week, Jake?
0: Yeah, so um, my first one, I actually, I like Amari Cooper. I know I don't love him as a player, but I like that there are so many touches in the offense and someone has to get them
1: right. And this is a guy who's a perennial 100 target receiver. Yeah. If you can guarantee 100 targets and especially week 1 against the Panthers, mm-hmm. they're going to have to put up some points. Yeah.
0: Someone's got to score him and like like I said, I I've never loved him. He's been a really boomer bust every week type of guy.
2: Killed my team last year.
0: But like <laughs> he he might be the only like, actual receiving threat on this team. So someone's going to get the targets. He's definitely a guy you want to keep an eye on.
1: Who's your next guy? Yep. Yeah,
0: so my other guy this week is Christian Kirk, and, and we've talked about him a lot. We all like him. Yep. Um, They paid him big, so he's about to get, I think, almost all the targets there, and this offense has improved.
1: Over, under 55 yards. I go over. Yep. Over. I say over. Yep. He's the least sexy guy in the entire yep. NFL right now, and he's getting paid a lot and of And he money. got paid. Yeah, that says a lot, but he's going to be good for fantasy. Yeah,
0: and like you said, you picked him up late in the draft, like for
1: where you're yeah. getting him
0: at. I um, got him in
1: 11-2.
0: Yeah, 11th round that's going to be a wide receiver one in that offense. Yeah. Could be a top 25 guy.
1: Absolutely. Sandy, who's your first guy?
0: For me, I, I, I think we touched on earlier, I
2: like the situation with Seattle and you know Denver. It'll be a game that'll be closer than a lot of people think. And a guy like Rashad Penny – who is going yeah. to be the RB1 there, you know, first couple of weeks. He comes off a strong finish, and he looks really good. You know, his body, you know, he's, he looks a lot better coming off of any type of injury that he's had, you know, during the off season, He looks ready to go, and, you know, the coaches are going to lean heavy on him. I think he's going to be the guy. They're going to have to run the ball a lot more week one,
1: and he'll be the beneficiary of that. 16, 17, 25, 23. That's how many carries he got in the only games he got above 50% of the snaps last year. Yeah. And then the other two games at the end of the year, 10 carries, 11 carries. I think he's going to be fine. He just That's-
0: produces. And it it makes me wonder, like, with, with the Ken Walker thing, like, I mean, they spent a premium pick on Penny. Like, I'm not sure what throwing. direction they were trying to go yeah. with that. Like, And we've seen he can be productive when given a chance. Right. I guess... you you know, they didn't want to pass on what they thought was going to be a really good guy and yeah. Ken Walker, but it, it is a little questionable. The
1: only reason Penny didn't get the opportunity at this point of his career is injuries and Chris Carson. Yep. Mm. And both of those ended up taking out Carson first. Mm. So now we're left with Penny and they had to take another guy and Walker. What if Walker is just a backup this year? I'd be
2: okay with it and it, honestly that would be good for Ken Walker. This isn't yep. the year that you should want to come out and absolutely just yeah. tear it up. You know, you can have a year where you're kind of learning the game. You want to come in, condition your body, right? He had a lot of carries last year too. You know, give yes. him a year's rest. Yeah, and Rashad Penny, he's got his opportunity. I think he'll be able to, you know, make an, make a name for himself this year. You know, at the end of the year, is he going to be a guy that they're going to value over Ken Walker? Maybe, maybe not. But Early on, and I think a guy that you definitely wanna keep an eye out is is Rashad Penny. You know, he's a he's a quality um, running back. I it,
0: didn't realize how I don't wanna say how old he was. He's only twenty six, but Right. I, I, I think, uh, for some reason, I think he's like 23, 24. He's 26, so even mm-hmm. if he balls out this year, I don't think he's going to be in their long-term plans. To me,
1: he feels like he's 28. That's crazy that <laughs> we're, just, we're on the different it's pendulum, like, though.
0: Because I just feel like they just spent a huge draft pick on him, and now they're already, But like you say, Chris Carson was in there for a couple of years. And so. Chris
1: Carson was undrafted, and this, mm. they were rookies yeah. in the same year. That's, that's always that's wild. Isn't that weird? That, that always wild. turns out that way. Look at Royce Freeman mm. and Philip Lindsay. I think about that every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day of my life <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
2: my other guy I would have to go with is Brandon Ayuk I think I like it. it's yeah. really like it. dependent on a couple things Chicago being terrible well not even week one you know if George Kittle happens to miss the game yeah then he's obviously his production goes up I think Debo is going to be used differently this year they don't really have a true wide receiver that's in there that's just to that name a wide receiver. You know, Debo's a hybrid player. George Kittle is a target guy. But outside of those guys, Ayuk has every opportunity to make a name for himself. He's young. He's got, you know, a great build. He and when he's given the opportunity, he's came through. Like I've heard it time and time again this offseason. Everybody's loved him. Um, you know, I don't think at this point he's a guy that you really want to keep your eye on. He's a guy you've had your eye on. But it'll really just depend on those two factors. How will George Kittle look? And how will Debo be used? And if those two things don't exactly live up, then Ayuk really could step in and, and become a pretty big force in that offense. And how good are the
1: 49ers? Because in yeah. games that they win and they blow teams out, or they, you know, against Detroit last year, I know he was in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. Week one, he had zero points. One point after that, five, two, five, one, five, eight, and four again, you know? And those were scattered throughout the season. But, you know, when he has a bad week and they're having a good game, they don't need him and they don't include him. And they do that mm. to every one of their players. Right. So it's how you feel about their competition. You know, when they're playing a good team, he's going to get 16 points like against the Rams. Yeah. I just
0: and I'm not too worried about like what you said because he was in that doghouse. Like They were, for some yeah. reason, disciplining him. in those first five games, six games, he didn't do anything. But look what he did. When what, he did get the touches, yeah. especially when Debo was playing running back, every too. single week he was catching balls. And I think to your point in this week one for a sleeper. If Kittle for some reason doesn't play, then I like
1: I like Ayuk even more. I'm going to say Kittle doesn't play. Yeah, I'm more looking to start likely. Dallas Goddard this week to fill in him dynasty.
2: You know, just to kind of have one more thing about Ayuk, as to mention with the doghouse. Through week six, he had 15 targets. Mm. That doesn't bode well. But then he did clean it up. Later in yeah. the year, There was it was
0: hard to find a game where he was getting under five. Yeah. You know, I game. haven't heard anything about them that's going on again this year. So hopefully he's good to go from the jump. I don't trust anything out of that <laughs> place. I really don't. I think Trey Lance changes that narrative for me a little bit. Hopefully. But we don't know it is that. scary. We, we
1: haven't even seen Trey Lance throw the ball, really. So, But that's why
2: you keep an eye on him. Let's go
1: around. Say one guy we're really keeping an eye on this week, just because we want to see their role, their involvement. Just you know, we want to get a taste. Can't wait to finally see what it's going to be like this year. Jake, who's your first guy?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go first with Jalen Hurts. So he's projected the fifth most points as a quarterback in Week One, which is which is crazy. But like, and I know he has a potential. He was top ten last year. Um, I, wanna, I really want to see him, what he does with, with A.J. Brown. I want to mm-hmm. see what this off if he can take the next step and what Philly fans are thinking they're going to win the division and go farther. Will he take that step this year?
1: Yeah. Can he open the ball up on offense in terms of using his arm as well? And I think right. so. I definitely think so. Do you especially, think he takes the step? Yeah, especially because A.J. Brown is a big-body guy. This is like Terrell, Terrell Owens with Donovan McNabb. It'll be the same kind of collab. I Ooh. think you're looking at a potential Super Bowl – ish team depending on how good the defense is
2: I agree I agree I like AJ Brown this year and I like when yeah. Jalen Hurts will have the opportunities in front of him he's got it sucks that he does play on a team that values the running game so much for having such mid running backs <laughs> imagine
1: if they eventually tread for Kareem Hunt I've, I think about that all the time this mm. is the perfect team to have like a, a starter go down and they get Kareem Hunt mm. week two or three and then he's gonna be an RB1 like I have Like, wouldn't that be perfect? That's the kind of guy they need to go to the Super Bowl.
0: I just don't – I don't see Hurts as ever a top three guy in this league, especially with all the other stud quarterbacks. But can he take – I want to see him take that jump with his arm specifically and get into that top, like, six or seven category.
1: Before he got hurt last year, he was the quarterback two. And I don't think he ever finished that high on a week, but that's how consistent he was. But he was finishing top three every week. You
2: want consistency – at the quarterback position. Yeah.
1: If you have a guy that is guaranteed
2: going to get you over 20 top every, five. Yeah, week, yeah. every week, then you want him. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't win a lot of games if he gets 35 one week, but only like 8 to 12 the next.
1: Exactly. It's hard to ask for more.
2: Who's your guy, Sandy? This is a guy, you know, if you listen to our previous episodes, his name's floating around. Um, for me, I love K.J. Hamler. I really think that this is his opportunity to shine. We know what Russell Wilson was able to do with Tyler Lockett. I think KJ plays more of that Tyler Lockett role this year. He's going to be the deep threat. He's going to be the guy he just chucks it downfield to. And he's got the speed. And I just don't think he's gotten a true opportunity in his time. has. Yes, he's battled some injuries. But going into this year, he's got the opportunity to be that third guy, especially with Tim Patrick going down. And K.J. Hamler could very well
0: sneak into that team, be
2: the team's second, least, second leading receiver.
0: Yeah, we've been waiting to to kind of see his breakout for a while. I know they invested um, a pretty premium, you know, pick with him. So a second. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like He was a premium draft pick for them. So they've been wanting to see what he can do. He hasn't had the opportunity. He's had injuries. Is this the year that he breaks out? My guess is if this man comes out week one and
2: has over 70 yards – and a touchdown he'll be the number one waiver wire pickup but I promise you one thing that's week one I don't think realistically that happens that's an if I think when by the end of the day I'd say by week four he's done something that'll warrant him being one of the top waiver wire pickups
1: I can I can see where you're coming from especially in a Russell Wilson led offense and you know I don't think any of us really do like Jerry Judy Mm. I mean do any of us think that Jerry Judy would be the guy to demand targets or or to blow blow the top off of a defense i'd rather have cold
2: mcdonald's fries
1: (laughs) (laughs) and that's what russ is going to want to do this year he's going to want to have his dk and his tyler lockett Mm. now that's why judy is kind of the wild card is you know where would he fit in as an intermediate route kind of guy short route kind of guy it's scary i love hamler i agree yep yep my guy elijah moore i gotta see it Yeah, I don't think anyone is surprised, <laughs> and everyone knows how I feel about him. I think that he's special. You know, I'm, yeah. it's one of those guys. I would, I'm, he's my ride or die.
2: And he's got Joe Flacco week one. That looks pretty good he's for got him. Joe
1: Flacco the first three weeks. Exactly. His, maybe the first four.
2: My thing that I agree, he's definitely a guy you want. Yeah. My thing that scares me is how good will he look after week three? How high he will get? And then when Zach Wilson, if Zach
1: Wilson yeah. does come in, will that change? If Elijah Moore starts the year off as a top three wide receiver, I love him to death, but I'm going to trade him away. Hmm.
2: That's a very smart move, too, I yeah. think. Yeah. You don't so really, serious.
1: I don't want Jets players on my team yet. Yeah, that's a problem. against Baltimore, Marlon Humphrey was awful last year. What if he goes yep. and gets 160? Against Cleveland, what if he gets 100 yards again? And then against Cincinnati, barn burner of a game. Flacco throws four touchdowns. Elijah's a beast. We're looking at a guy who looks like Calvin Ridley all of a sudden, we and all then know we have Pittsburgh, out. Miami, Green Bay, Denver, New England. And we get on a tougher schedule. That's right why, right when you, Wilson that's gets why back. you trade him to exactly. his point. Like hopefully he goes off for you in the first couple, and then you get a yes. good return for him. Now I hope he has a bad one of those games is a bad game. I hope now, <laughs> just so that <laughs> just
2: so we can keep him, just for the sake of it. I hope one of those games is the best game of his career, and I think yeah. we all know what that one is. <laughs> But realistically, Indeed. it probably won't happen. But I agree. Elijah Moore is that guy. He is a guy you want to keep your eye on. You probably already, again, have your eye on You've You've had your eye on him. Oh, yeah. You've probably already got him on your team. You probably reached, high, reached for him maybe a little bit higher than you should have. I took him in the seventh. Wow. But it's for a good reason. Like you said, that, that early potential is through
1: the roof. Right. And especially now that Zach Wilson's out of the picture. I mean, best of luck to him, but. I, th- I just love Flacco nah, more. You know, big Super fine, Bowl happy. champion Joseph Flacco. I mean, he is literally elite. He'll find,
2: <laughs> find a local MILF in his area to yeah. hang out with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is that- well, you
1: got anything else for me, Sandy?
0: I guess one final thought, Jake, you had a this or that for us. One last this or that. We'll do a, a Thursday night football special. Get the, get the ooh, year started ooh. off beautifully. Mm-hmm. And two guys we've already talked about. Right. Two guys that we think are going to be exceeding expectations. Okay. Alan Robinson, Gabe Davis, wide receiver two battle.
1: I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Give me Gabe Davis week oh, one. There you go, Thank baby. God. Let's Thank go. God. Some disparity. We should make a bet on it. Oh, man, Nick,
2: you don't like making bets with us.
1: <laughs> no, I lost both my Bengals <laughs> bets with you bastards last year. That's right. Oh my that God. is right. But in all actuality, Allen Robinson, I think he has a higher ceiling in this game in terms of getting more PPR points because I think they're going to be catching up. Hmm. Whereas I think the Bills are going to get out early, so if Gabe Davis doesn't have two touchdowns in the first quarter, I'm going to feel okay. That's a pretty high ceiling you
2: want to hold them to.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well I, I I think that Alan Robinson could have one of those games where he goes you know ten for 101, wow. you know because what if, if Cup does the same thing and Acres is awful like we all think he will be, <laughs> they're going to have to move the ball. They'll move the ball one
2: way or another. I'll tell you that much.
1: Well, I think that'll be it for today, guys. Thanks for listening to the Ball Bros Podcast. And you guys can find us on social media at the Ball Bros Pod and the Ball Bros Podcast on TikTok.
2: Thanks for listening today. Check us out on our socials at the Ball Bros Podcast. Let's ride.